and she was like when i was standing behind you in corporate prayer the word that the lord gave me was shift and i was like oh my gosh i think it's a shift in my calling well that night is actually the night i got in my car accident where i told on my car what has your heart is it media is it school is it your family and that those aren't bad things but i would ask yourself what has my heart in this moment because whatever has your heart will determine your emotions it's not my it's life. Not my it's not my life. Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Not My Life Podcast. It's not my life I live, but Christ, Christ who lives in me. If you didn't hear that weird sound in the background, a female voice, it seems, this is my best friend, Abigail Coslow. Um, I'm just going to tell you to be quiet for a second so I can just talk about you. Um, I am just, I was sitting here as we were praying before the podcast and I was like, she could have better things to do. She oh could be gosh, in her no. room doing school, but she has decided to spend that time with me. Aww. And I was just like, how do, how, like, did I have to make a reservation like, oh, to hang out with you? Because right. I feel like your time is so special. Oh, and you. always, I always just get such a filled cup after we're... <laughs> After maybe you need to drink from your <laughs> cup real quick, but um, I w- my oh, cup is so just sweet. always so filled. Thank um, you. after we hang out, and we <laughs> already recorded a hour and a half. We podcast just got done filming an episode for with, for Hannah's, Hannah's podcast, podcast, which go check that out if it's out yet or yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> but not after you listen to this one. Yeah, not after you listen to this one. No, no. <laughs> but Abigail, welcome to the Not My Life Woo! podcast. I've been dreaming for the day that we actually have. Caleb, I've been dreaming of this day. I've been dreaming of a white Christmas, but we didn't get that. Just like the ones I used to know. Uh, Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Um, So, Abigail Coslow, I get to ask you this question. Oh, uh, for everybody who gets to be on the. Okay, but before you do that, I was just going to say. Right. How much. (laughs) I truly love you, Caleb, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, we're filming or whatever. Um, actually, I am. Just kidding, guys. Um, no, She's but, being paid. Um, wow, guys. It is an honor and a privilege to be friends with the Caleb McCarthy. I mean, I truly, th- there is no greater gift than the gift of friendship, and I'm so glad and honored that the lord entrusted me to steward your heart and steward your soul and so i i'm so grateful that i I, like truly truly so grateful that it is a blessing and a privilege to like see you in the hallways and see you and not to just see you but to know you and to know like who you are because i mean i think if i didn't you know if i wasn't close with you i would just constantly be like when are we Gonna gonna get, hang gonna out. hang out. Gonna get close. Coffee. Hello. Gosh, you are just. I, I mean, we just said this, but you are truly like somebody who I can call family, mm. and somebody who I can call like home. Almost like you just really are just. 
an older brother, I guess. Like okay. you are so, you're such a sounding board for me and I'm so grateful for you. And um, gosh, he's just the best. So I just want to say that. Sounds like you took every word oh, out of my mouth right. and said copy and paste. Copy paste. So because the podcast that I ha- am able to steward is called the Not My <laughs> Life Podcast, uh, what is one word and why to describe your life oh, wow. right now? Putting you on the spot. Like I do. Wow. Okay. What's one word to describe my life right now? Yeah. How it's going? Just a word that you have. Wow, guys. I feel on the spot. I know. I didn't want to prepare you for this. Yeah. Because it's natural that way, and people are like, "Oh, no, it's not scripted. This one is." Um, Bangladesh looking fresh. Looking fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait till the questions I have for you. Oh. Yeah. Um, Let me think. Well, my word for 2024 is divine devotion. That's two words. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Um, I would just say... (laughs) I would just (laughs) say... What's that? (laughs) Mm-mm. 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 can i Divine. say my word <laughs> <laughs> yeah go ahead okay um i would just say um why divine devotion so the i pray at the end of every year um you know for a word for the upcoming year and in past years it's in 2022 it was fl- or 2021 one, it was fly. <laughs> Sorry. Caleb had to let something out. <laughs> That's the mic. Sorry. Um, fly. Fly. No. Oh, my gosh. That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you didn't hear <laughs> was us actually this is literally the second time recording this but we looked down and the podcast had stopped recording Mm -hmm. just in time so i I was just able to catch it and Mm -hmm. we prayed over the sd card yes and it filled up for no reason it's literally a 252 gigabyte sd card and it said it was full with literally nothing on it so um me and abigail were just talking about how we feel like this podcast is just going to be a really good episode yeah. uh, for those listening and just maybe for each other, what we're going to say. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm believing for a really good podcast is what I am trying <laughs> to say here. Yes. So um, um, your word for the year was not fly. <laughs> it was not fly. It was not fly. <laughs> um, that was my word for last year. So my word for 2022 was optimistic pioneer. Um, not Optimus Prime, like yes. Kayla thought it was. Um, Optimistic Pioneer for 2022, and then 2023 it was Fly, and then 2024 my year my word for the year is Divine Devotion. Mm. And so, why is it Divine Devotion? Yeah, um, I was just saying like I am one of the most like God just knows me, and I'm just truly one of the most easily distracted people, unfortunately. Um, by silly things and it could be as easy as a farm game Um, but it is just I'm so easily distracted Um, and the Lord really just was like Abigail I need this to be a year of divine devotion and Mm. I need you to be just completely surrendered to what I have for you and for you to eliminate like all the distractions and so it is just divine devotion it's good and actually I'm going to touch on that and say that 
my my best friend and I, Jenna, were making vision boards for um, the upcoming year, and uh, I was cutting out letters for to to write um, divine um, divine devotion, um, but I actually didn't know it was going to be divine devotion. I cut out divine, and I was going to do divine focus, mm. but I started cutting out the letters divine devotion, like devotion, and it was so weird because then I. She asked me what my word was because she saw me cutting out. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's divine devotion. And I was like, oh, wait, it's divine devotion. And so it was so yeah. God that my word for this year was Changed divine devotion. Changed to that. Yeah, instead of divine focus. I just recently found my word. Okay. And I think I told you this. Sure. but um, I was out to coffee with some friends. And they were saying, oh, my word of the year is this. And I've just never done that. Yeah. And so I wrote it down right in the notebook. And I said, find a word for the year. Yeah. Or pray about a word mm-hmm. for the year. And I said, God, just make it clear and highlight it. Yeah. And he did. And mine is walking. Ooh, I like that. And that's all I've been doing. And yeah. as I've been walking, and in our past podcast, I uh, was talking about... Um, God calls us to walk Mm -hmm. and as I've physically walked and allowed myself to be at a place of spiritually walking, I've been able to slow down and just hear what God has wanted to reveal to me. And it's just, it's just been so powerful because I think in the past I had taken for granted maybe some things that he was saying and just dismissing it as my own voice. And I think one of the biggest lies the enemy wants you to believe when you're listening uh, to the voice of God is, oh, it's your voice. But if the Holy Spirit's inside of you and is dwelling, then Mm -hmm. anything that doesn't sound like your voice, you should take into consideration and say, okay, Jesus, is this you? Holy Spirit, is this you? And I feel like when I finally just stopped and sat down and just Mm -hmm. allowed myself to slow down a pace with God, which is walking, I've been able to really backtrack and think about the times that I thought it was myself and really say, okay, you know what? That was God. And um, Mm -hmm. we were on a FaceTime call and you had said something which sparked what I thought was God in the morning saying something to me, but I dismissed as myself and um, I'll share it. And it was, God was saying, you only fear me when it's convenient for you. And a couple days later, after I left Parker's house um, to leave for passion, I was in the car and I felt God say, you know, I, you, I didn't feel God say, let me say this. I felt the presence of God kind of leave the car Mm. and just, I was like, what's going on? And I was just like, maybe I need to turn down the music. And so I turned down the music and it came back or his presence came back. And I felt him say, um, I want to make a deposit in Mm. you. And that was definitely a word for passion. So, but just times like that where I could have been like, Oh, you know, that's myself talking. Would myself talking really say that? Right. You know, and why would I say that to myself? Mm. Why would I think that, you know? And it's interesting because, you know, you don't talk to yourself in third person. So anytime it's the Holy Spirit or God speaking, it's you. You need to do this. Or, um, you know, go pray for this person. Like, I need you to go pray for this person. Or um, you, the way that the Holy Spirit speaks, like, we don't we don't talk, speak to ourselves and say, oh, I need to go do this. Or 
I blah, blah, blah. It's not first person, it's third person. And so we're always recognize that when you're hearing the, the Holy Spirit of, you know, I feel anxious. Well, that's, that's the voice of the enemy. Right. But if it's, you know, oh, God, you're asking me to do this. Like it's, it's always going to be in third person. Mm-hmm. Off of that, what do you feel like the Lord's been revealing to you recently? Yeah. Um, so much. Um, and why do you, why do you say so much? What, how, what, what posture are you in that you're able to receive? Sure. Um, I think, um, somebody asked me this question, um, two Easter's ago or no last Easter. And they said, um, why do you think, you know, God doesn't move like he did in the old Testament or, you know, back in the Bible, like, you know, when he held the sun still and, I think the answer is just sacrifice. Mm. We don't do as much sacrifice. And that brings it to, okay, well, God doesn't want us to have dead dead sacrifices anymore, but he calls us to be living sacrifices. And I think the biggest struggle is being a living sacrifice, you have to stay on the altar. So back in the Old Testament, you could go, you could sacrifice an animal, confess your sins, be washed clean, walk away. In the New Testament, in the New Covenant, God says, I want a living sacrifice. Yeah. And so we have this Old Testament mindset where we're like, oh, I can just go sacrifice a goat and walk away. Right. And the Lord's like, no, I need you to stay on the altar. I need you to wake up and choose to live your life on the altar. Mm. And so um, it's a life of sacrifice, meaning it's a life of, God, I know that your plans are better. Your your will is better. Your ways are better. God, I just... because for the longest time I was so stubborn and I was so resistant to the Lord's hand in my life. And I had a full ride to a Florida school. I, I, um, could go to any Florida school and get full scholarship. Um, I had, I graduated with a 5.2 GPA. Um, I 5.2. I, (sighs) I had, um, already set up, um, business connections. I was going to start two small businesses of, for clothing brands. Um, and, and the college that I was actually going to, they were going to pay me to go to that college. Um, and so uh, opportunity after opportunity after Avenue, I was going to start just so I was, I was in line to start so many businesses and in, in line to be set up for such, um, I guess, financial provision. And it looked so, you know, right to the outward appearance. And, um, God said, actually, Abigail, um, I want you to go to ministry school first. And he said, you're treating me like a hobby and not a passion, and I am mm. your passion. And he said, if you don't fulfill the call of God on your life, you'll be putting people in caskets because they'll die not knowing who I am. Wow. And I just, I say all that to say that I lived my life for so long resistant to the Lord's hand, and it was until I surrendered, until I submitted to the Lord and said, okay, God, I thank you that my life, not my life, <laughs> it's not my life, and I don't want, like, I think talking about passion, and we just talked about passion, but there are people in the valley of decision, as I like to call it, and we are factors in their valley of decision. Mm, yeah. And so if I didn't say yes to the call in January of 2022, the Lord said, Abigail, I want you to raise up a generation that will say yes to the call of God on their lives. And so it's saying yes to the call of God on your life and it's okay god i know that i know it looks 
so possible and looks like there's provision and looks like, gosh, I could have made this much money or, you know, there could have been this, this relationship or this blah, blah, blah. And going back to, all right, Lord, it's not my life. And mm-hmm. I love, I love the title of your podcast because it goes, it is so true of it's not our life. It's surrendering and submitting. And so going back to your actual question that you asked me of, um, why do you, why is there so much? Well, I'm asking God for a lot of big things. And, um, what I do in 20, what I do at the end of the year, um, preparing for the new year's, I actually don't write, um, new year's goals. I will sit down and I've done this for the past two years now. And, um, I actually partner with God in prayer for things that he wants me to do in that year. Mm. So if, so basically like, I will say, Lord, who do you want to see healed this year? Wow. So like right now I'm praying for my mom to get healed of arthritis in her hands. And so, but that's, that's something that the Lord said would happen in 2024. And so it's partnering in prayer. So it's like my, my 2024 like list isn't like, I'm going to lose this much weight or I'm going to do No, it's who am I going to see saved in 2024? Wow. Who am I going to see healed in 2024? What relationships are going to be restored in 2024? Lord, what do you, what new businesses do you want me to start? What new avenues in my life do you want me to start? And so I'm asking God for a lot of big things right now. Um, you should see my 21 days of prayer or journal because it is, it's heavy and it's, you know, you know, it's, it's not easy to ask God to heal somebody of cancer, but when you partner in prayer and when you say, God, no, you said it, I believe it. You're a man of your word. You don't go back on your word. I'm partnering in prayer with you and believing that this is going to happen. And so, so much because there, there, there's, I'm, I'm believing for my friend. I'm believing for my coworker. I'm believing. And, and it goes back to seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you this week. Um, actually yesterday, three financial opportunity, a, a girlfriend owed me $50. Cause she was like, the Lord just told me to give you money and it's blessing follows when obedience happens. And mm. so obedience always produces fruit. And when you say seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you, you're, if you're truly seeking the kingdom of God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, everything else is going to be added to you. Right. And so, um, the Lord is just speaking so much in the sense of, I mean, the most recent thing he spoke to me in chapel was Abigail, um, stop looking. And what he meant by that was stop looking around, not only comparison, but in the sense of like looking for, I guess your future spouse or even like guys or, um, I think guys is a huge distraction for me. Um, which is why the Lord actually told me this year to like basically cut off all my, male relationships except for Caleb. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> but um to to cut off my male relationships because they were such a threat to my call. Um and the Lord was like I want you to invest into your female relationships and um just really capitalize on the fact that Highlands College isn't 4 years of socializing. It's 4 mm. years of discipleship. It's 4 years of ministry training. And um it's it's serious and I mean Time goes by so fast. Um, I know I didn't really answer your question, but I I, I <laughs> yeah, don't you did. I don't really have like a definite thing that I feel like. I mean, there's just so much. But yeah, what about you? What about me? Yeah. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> Sorry, I was just like listening and writing down. Um, 
um, you asked me like, what is the Lord kind of speaking to you this mm. year? You know, walking you through. I love your word walk because um, I love that word because it's spiritual, but it's also physical. Like you're going on walks with God. Yeah. And you can talk a little bit about that, but. Yeah, I mean, you heard it in the other podcast, but I mean, obviously, uh, we can talk about it again because it is what I feel like God's saying. Um, I feel like He's saying, "Slow down." Yeah. He's putting books in my face that are saying, yeah. "Slow down." He's putting uh, Bible verses in my face, and it's like we won't know what God's saying to us if we don't put our nose in the very book that He's already spoken so much okay. into. That's so good, and. I just, as I'm literally like flipping through my Bible, I'm seeing notes on the side that I write. And, you know, you can have a Bible without margins on the side, but that didn't work for me because it wasn't interactive and I felt like yeah. I, it was just a book, you know? And yeah. so, like, when I, when you look at my Bible, I've tried to make it fun with stickers, with memories, yeah. with pictures of the people that I love in there. And yes. on the sides, like, I truly look for God every day and what he's saying mm -hmm. um in the chapters in the books that i'm reading of the bible and then yeah. i put margins on the side and i highlight and i underline and hello james really just <laughs> caught me by surprise here and i finally put my first sticky note in my bible because yes. i really was just getting so much wow. and you have to make the word of god personable to you yeah, i feel like sometimes not in a selfish way but just a, a hiding place yeah. just a place where you can resort like where you can resort to and just say i need to get filled up right now or i need truth or i need something yeah. and i'll highlight and then i'll write on the side what i feel like god could be saying through that in my life mm -hmm. and it's not and it's not over spiritualizing and saying oh what's the hidden meaning or what's this it's no this actually i read this and i said oh this called out this in my life yeah. or this definitely speaks to um about this person in my life yeah. you know i had a word for a friend the other day um at the end of james and i read it and i said this reminds me of a conversation um that they spoke to me in confidence and over one of their family members and I just sent a video and I read it to them through the video and I said, I'm praying and believing this over your sister. Yeah. I'm praying that um, that that situation, yeah. God's hand will be over as you are faithful to be the light. Amen. And this word is alive and active. Mm -hmm. This word has so much power. And so, you know, back around to the question um, that I asked you in the first place that you're asking me, <laughs> um, you know, what is he speaking to me? He's speaking to me every day about a lot of things. Yeah. And I don't want to put him in, in a box and say, he's speaking specifically about this. No, I feel like he has a lot to say if we sit down and listen. Mm -hmm. And it's usually not about what we want to hear. It's about what we need to hear. And so truly like, I, I'm looking in James again, like James, bruh, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> like James <laughs> is, uh, is so good. It's James just, so good. it's so good. It's and like it, a slap in the face. It literally is. And <laughs> it, it called me out in so many ways, but I was reading it and God, God will speak through his word. And just an example is, and also while we're talking about just like what we feel like God said to us, yeah. this isn't, I hope that this does not, uh, this does not be put through the filter through the listeners of 
oh, this is what God spoke to me or there's no, I hope and pray that you do not hear any pride out of our conversation, but you just hear excitement of, you know, this is what the Lord's speaking to us and he can speak so clear to you as well on the other side of those headphones. Um, and so I was just, and James 1, 23, it's talking about, you know, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing in the mirror, in the mirror at your face, you see yourself, then walk away and forget what you look like. Yep. And I've always read that verse and I'm like, and I've heard it explained and I just still didn't get it. And then I, I read the verse after and I realized it explains it. And it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and you do what it says mm-hmm. and do not forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. It's mm, good. And so immediately I just kind of drew a picture of somebody looking in the mirror and I heard, Caleb, you have to do what my word says. Remember, mm-hmm. you have to be a doer of the word. The Bible tells you, you have to be someone who reflects the written word. Yeah to others around you because if you don't it's gonna go void yeah and if we don't reflect what the word of god is saying Mm -hmm. then then how are we gonna grow yeah then how are we gonna have influence and how are we going to maximize the places where um god has put things into our hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we have to be a doer of the word because the world needs a lot of truth. Yeah. And so we need to be a doer of truth yeah. so that others can t- come to know his truth. I wanted to point out in this verse, um, I, I didn't know if it made sense earlier when I was explaining this, but it says, Caleb, um, you. And so that's what it means when the Holy Spirit talks to in third person it's and that's almost a tip of it's it's recognizing the the voice of god versus the like oh is this me is this god like right why would why would you talk to yourself in third person right and so that's just encouragement for whoever is listening just yeah and we're in our by the way we're in our favorite conference room on the third floor of our college um so hopefully oh i had another thing um, when you're talking about like, oh, this is powerful word of God, I, going back to also your question, like one thing that the Lord's really teaching me is this isn't a textbook. Mm. We use this book all the time in our classes and I bring it to school, but I have to get, I have to be very careful that I don't get, um, you know, caught up in the fact that like, this is a textbook. Right. Um, and so that's also one thing that the Lord's been speaking to me. That's good. I feel like we can just look at this and say, Yep, check off our devotional for the day. Read these verses. Yeah. And it goes back to hurry. Yeah. We don't need to hurry. And if you're asking, I think, so, I, I think honestly, our topic is going to be hearing God's voice or just about God's voice, just because I am so passionate about it. Um, but I think starting out, you need to, you need, going back to what you're saying of like, Reading the Bible, reading the Word is so important for so many reasons, but because you won't know what your Father's voice sounds like if you don't know what God's Word sounds like. Mm. So God's Word and God's voice is one and the same. And 
you can't recognize someone's voice you've never heard before. And so I would just say, start out and, um, I, we can dive deeper into that later if, if we want, but you know, God's God's what God says to you is never going to contradict what God's word says. But if you don't know God's word, you don't know if that contradicts. Mm -hmm. So you have to, I would just say like, I wish I was more devoted to reading God's word until I started praying so desperately, God, I want to hear your voice. Yeah. Because it's one and the same. Yeah. Um, that's really good. And um, I was thinking about, you know, as we're sitting in our favorite conference room, <laughs> um, just looking at the global ministry yes. wall and how it's literally our classroom is kitty corner yes. from here. And I just think it's, cool like the place that we always come to to study or talk or whatever is literally outside the place where we're going and receiving Mm -hmm. to where we feel called and so i just wanted to touch on global ministry a little bit and ask you the question why why global ministry um maybe share a little bit of your story um and just what you feel like god is leading you into Funny, because as I was flipping through my Bible, I was trying to flip to James so I could be where you were, and then I found where my life first were, was, and the Lord was like, you're going to need that. So I bookmarked it. <sighs> With a whole book. With a whole book. Um, for those who don't know, I was adopted from Nepal, which is a really small country in Asia between China and India. It's where the Mount Everest is. Um, and my I mom, didn't know that. Yeah. My mom's whole testimony is God speaking to her. Um, she was unable to have children biologically, and he spoke to her. He said, you're going to adopt a little girl from Nepal named Abigail. And he gave her a dream. He gave her the vision. He just had his hand over her the entire time, and that is her testimony. And maybe one day I'll share it, but, um, yeah, it, it's so cool. And the day after she brought me to America, um, all international adoption closed for six months. Yeah. I didn't know that. There are so many cool testimonies throughout that um, story. But yeah, so I was adopted from Nepal, but I um, just never really, it, it took a really, and I say it took a really long time. It, it's been in the past year that I've understood the depth to which God saved me from and God yeah. really like uh, held my, or gosh, I'm going to get so emotional talking about this because, but um one day I was reading this um, verse and I don't know why, but it really just like it resonated in a different way. It never had. And it's first Peter two eighteen. It says, for, you know, that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty land you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not mm-hmm. paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was a precious blood of of Jesus Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the, long before the world began, but now in these last days, he's been revealed for your sake. Um, and when I read this, I actually like began to weep because in that moment I realized I would have inherited empty land for my ancestors if God didn't save me from Nepal. I was mm-hmm. destined for any other religion than Christianity living in Nepal. And the fact that I know privilege, the fact that I'm at... <laughs> the fact... Hello. Oh, hello, phone call. Um, um, oh, sorry, Catherine, not right now. Um, 
I'm so sorry about that. But the fact that, you know, I'm here at Highlands College and, you know, the fact that I am where I'm at just makes me so emotional to think. There's the song, it's like, you have been so good to me. Like, all my life, you have been faithful. Um, and and he has, and, and that just plays into my story, but I didn't know it played in my story until very recently. And um, I served uh, with my church for four years as a high-level leader internship. I did the internship, and I just served right under my youth pastor. Um, and I worked in student ministry for four years, and I spoke at youth conferences, and I um, just had really a heart for youth ministry, and I led groups like crazy, and I, you know, had a Bible study with my girls, and um, I spoke at, you know, uh, parent conferences to help with, you know, parents, all this stuff, and I was like, yeah, student ministry, let's go, like, mm-hmm. I'm so excited, blah, 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 and like, I like I wrote my essay at Two Highlands College about student ministry, and yeah. um, over the summer, God told God called me to come up to Alabama early, and um, being here, um, He started to speak missions to me. I did an internship over the summer here, and for some reason, I just kept hearing the word missions, 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 missions. And people were coming back from their summer mission trips, and I was like, maybe God's calling me to go on a mission trip. Um, but I really just didn't know. I really put it back on the back burner. I was like, all right, Lord, like whatever. Um, well, there was a, um, serve project, but it wasn't the actual serve project. We were just getting ready for the serve project. So we're just like moving, moving furniture. Um, but, um, God told me the night before and he's like, you're going to go to this event and you're going to meet the woman leading this event. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> and I was like, it's early in the morning. I'm not going and not happening. Because that that night we had motion night. Um, and I was like, it's a long day. I'm not going to do that. Um, well, he was like, yeah, you are. And you're going to go to this event. And you're make sure to meet the woman leading the event. And I was like, okay, this is so weird. So I was like, all right. And I went to bed and I woke up and I was like, all right, let's go to this event. Um, I go to this event. We're like moving furniture for these international university of Alabama students. Um, and, um, the woman leading the event. So there was an intern that was, her name's Leanna. She goes to Helen's college. She was leading the event, but then, um, she was like Jackie Pettis, who is over this event. She'll be here, you know, later. And I was like, okay, I think that's the person that God wants me to meet, but I didn't know who it was. I didn't know her story. I didn't know anything about her. So she shows up like 45 minutes after we had already started this event. We're like almost done. We're wrapping up. We're like, and she like shows up and we end in corporate prayer and in prayer, she like stands behind me um, and we're praying and it's great. And then Leanna shares that she is going on a mission trip the very next day to India. So when I found that out, I had never known of anybody going to an Asian country on a mission trip. Yeah. So I was like, can I pray for you? So I pray for Leanna, and I, was, and I tell her I was adopted from Nepal, and she was like, you have to meet Jackie. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I already did, because I briefly introduced myself. She was like, no, you have to meet Jackie. And I was like, okay, so I um, pray for her, get done, meet Jackie. I find out that Jackie has lived in Nepal for three years doing missions work with this organization that plants churches. Now, 
backtrack in January of 2022, God gave me a dream about Paul. And when I woke up, he said, God, uh, he said, Abigail, um, I, I want you to be a church planner. And so she's telling me about this organization that's in Nepal, that's planning churches. And she's like, I'm leading a mission trip to Nepal. Will you come with me? And I was like, I mean, I was sobbing. She shows me this picture of this um, girl who she prayed over in Nepal, this baby. And she's telling me about um, just the traditions that they have. And, you know, when they're, when the babies are first born, they are um, basically like, um, what's the word? Like crucif- uh, I don't know, christening, christening, like a christening or um, like, like our tradition here to like baptize them in the Catholic church, their, um, their tradition there is to stamp them with this, um, red mark on their head, um, and to basically like, um, dedicate them to Buddhism. And she was like, this could have been you. And when she said that, I was just like, oh my gosh, like so emotional. So it just never clicked before like that. And I was just like, I think God's calling me to do missions. And she was like, when I was standing behind you in corporate prayer, the word that the Lord gave me was shift. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I think it's a shift in my calling. Well, that night is actually the night I got in my car accident where I totaled my car. And that day I saw the movie Sound of Freedom and the Lord just put it on my heart of human trafficking. And I just had had never had that that day was the craziest day of my life, um, from that event to meeting Jackie to seeing that movie being wrecked, and then that night going to motion night and then getting in the accident. Well, the next day I remember waking up. For those who don't know, my car got totaled. It was an accident I actually should have died in. The paramedics were, prof- like they were. So- she was going eighty yeah. and hit a car parked in the highway. Yeah. They were parked in the middle of the highway and I didn't see them and I hit them going 80 miles an hour. Um, and we both survived. And um, the next morning, I remember waking up and I was mad at God because I was like, how could you let that happen? And, you know, I was just having my little pity party. And I remember the Lord said, um, Abigail, it wasn't a shift in your calling. It was a shift in your faith. Mm. And I had never known God as a protector until then. Wow. And it was such a shift in my faith to, oh my gosh, to just, yeah. And so that I I remember, and I just remember saying like, it was so coincidental how the day that I felt like I was grasping towards my calling, even close to where God wanted me to be, is the night that the enemy tried to kill me. Mm. And I was just like, oh, it's definitely missions. Then at motion, I remember one night, I, the Lord asked me to get on my knees. And I wasn't emotional. I wasn't crying. I was just like, all right, Lord. So I get on my knees and start worshiping. And I close my eyes. And all of a sudden, like a flood, I just start weeping. And I don't really know why, but I just remember getting this vision. And... Oh, this is so cool. So a week before, we were doing small group, and um, my friend Hannah had us all look up what our names meant. And she was like, look up the big biblical meaning, look up the spiritual meaning. And so 
Um, and, and for those listening, please go look up the biblical meaning, go look up the spiritual meaning. And she kind of preached about how Satan will attack you on the very thing your name means. Mm. So my name in, in the biblical, um, Hebrew, my name means Abigail, um, my father's joy. And then she said, look up the spiritual meaning of your name, which I had never done. And the spiritual meaning of my name was bringer of joy. Wow. And joy has always been my greatest gift, but also where the enemy um, will try to attack me the most of my joy. Um, and so um, I just had that in my heart of bringer of joy and um, at motion. I remember kneeling and I just got so emotional. I started weeping. God gives me this vision of me. This is crazy. I was dancing with this African tribe, these young girls. I remember they were like all around me and I was dancing with them. I just remember it was like slow motion. I was like dancing with them like joyfully. And then I just see like elephants. And then I just see like all of these things, all of these places all around the world. And in that moment, God said, Abigail, I have called you to bring joy to the nations that have no joy. And I remember the week before when God was like bringer of joy. And I was like, because I was still questioning, is this missions? Is this missions? And I just was like, it's missions. <laughs> You're just going to leave it like, okay, okay perfect. <laughs> That's incredible. God is so good. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Praise God. Wow. I hope y'all are at a pause too. We're just <laughs> blown away. Um, if somebody's asking, yeah, am I in the right place? Mm. What are some steps that I can take in their faith? I would ask, why do you think you're not in the right place? Mm. And I would say, um, if it's doubt, decipher if that's the enemy or if it's unrest. Mm. There's a difference between doubt and unrest and God will, God will prompt your spirit to be in unrest if it's not right. And there's a difference between anxiety and no peace. Yeah. And so know the difference. Um, if you feel like you're not in the right place, like spiritually or like calling or whatever. Whatever. I would say if you're not, if, if you feel in like life, you're yeah. in life, yeah. Um, I would say I would kind of, and I, I always tell Caleb to do this. I always say journal because journal is just Hello. the best way to, process your feelings in my opinion and if that doesn't work i would say uh, there was a season where i just would voice memo and i would just record my thoughts and i wouldn't listen back to them but i would just it's just to get it out however however you need to process process but journaling is such a good way to like document and really write out what you're feeling and like you know that's just so great but um i would kind of track how did i get here have i been feeling the holy spirit have i been feeling god asking me to like stop five yards back mm. i would say what does my god time look like um how much time are you spending with the lord what's the condition of your heart um what has your heart is it media is it school is it your family and that those aren't bad things but i would ask yourself what has my heart in this moment because whatever has your heart will determine your emotions and so thank god that god you're a god that um, you, you don't care about my emotions. You don't care how dignified I come to you, but like 
you know, you're still going to speak to me even if I have these emotions. But if it's family, like family is messy. If you go to your family with your emotions, like it's going to be really messy. Or if you go to your school, like with all these emotions, like that's what I'm just trying to say. So I would just say decipher, um, how did I get here? I would ask yourself, how did I get here? I remember times where I felt so like kind of stuck or like really like scared. Cause I was like, I feel like the Lord was asking me to stop so far before, but now I'm here and I have to have this really messy conversation or now I have to have this really challenging conversation. And I would just say, first of all, God is a redeemer and it's, it's okay. It's not too late. You're not too far. Um, there was a relationship that I had kind of entered and that I had crossed so many boundaries and it was such a situationship. And I was like, wow, Lord, like, I just feel like, I don't even know what to say at this point, but I feel so far from you. I would say oftentimes, <clears throat> and, and we say this a lot, but it's like, God never moves. We do. And so if you feel far mm. from God, I would just ask what, what were the steps that I took that propel, like, that transported me in the way away from God. And what are like, what are the steps that I can now take towards God? So like, can I be, can I read God's word? Can I, you know, be in my word? Can I, um, whatever that looks like. So I would just say, um, oh, and get a mentor, get somebody who can call you out and say, you know, so you don't get to five yards after where you should have been or whatever that looks like. Um, just have a mentor to be able to call you out in those things and really just, there should be somebody who knows almost every part of your life up until the point that you had the relationship with them that's above you, um, that's not really on the same level as you, that can, you know, call you out in your season of life. And, um, but yeah. It's good. Hmm. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you a really silly question, but maybe we won't do that. Same for the end. Okay, same for the end. Um, or if you wanted to ask it now, if it's... Okay. Um, if you could have any food grow out of your belly button, what would it be? <laughs> That's so spiritual. Gosh. Gosh, it's I'm, just... I'm about to cry. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> um, crab legs. Oh, just one or like a whole crab no like duh, like to the point where my belly button is str- like <laughs> st- stretched out yes. because i have crab legs yeah so like yeah busting at the seams out of my belly button right um does yeah. it come with like butter too mm-hmm. oh yeah lemon lemon butter mm, yum yeah we need to go get crab what legs. about you oh please can we uh, yes, that sounds so good. After the fast, After let's the do fast. it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what about me? Um, I would just do a good like Belgian waffle, like a big fat Belgian waffle with like all the blueberries and whipped cream. That'd just be so Amen. Um, when was the first time you experienced God? I've shared this on the podcast before, but maybe you don't know this. Okay. So, and maybe nobody wants to go back and listen to the sure. OG <laughs> episode. So, hey, new viewer, listeners. Hey there. Bring me up. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. <coughs> so many inside jokes. Um, let me take a sippy sippy. Me too. <laughs> oh, perf. Let me, let me take a sippy sippy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Abigail, the first time that I experienced 
God, I actually was thinking about this a little bit ago and I was like, was the first time actually the first time? Mm. And I think it was when I was younger, okay. probably like seven or eight. No, no, no. Maybe like six or seven. Wow. And I was um, in kids service and, you know, for the slow songs, they turn the lights down. For the hype songs, they turn the lights up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think because of how much I brought this up, it probably is if I had to guess the first time. But yeah, uh, I was... I, we had family friends that went to the church as well. So I'm sitting next to my, uh, she's literally like a sister, even to this day, um, Emma Heyman. Shout and out. Shout out. <laughs> but, um, love her. I'm standing next to her and I see like the music's going slow. Everything's getting slow. Um, just the songs talking about Jesus. And she's face down on the ground. She's oh, probably wow. like 10 years old. Oh, wow. And she's just face down on the ground, like worshiping. And I'm like, I should try that too. <laughs> and so I go down and I'm like face down on the ground. And I think I just r- remember that moment for a reason because I think mm-hmm. it was the first time that I just felt like a hug wow. from God oh, of just that. like laying on the ground with the music playing. And I just felt peace as a little kid. Yes. And, you know, I think obviously I'd forgotten that moment until I feel like the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. But it was just, it was dark and the music mm-hmm. was slow and I, my little self was just in between the rows of chairs, just yeah. like with my face down copying her mm-hmm. because I knew that there was fulfillment that would come out of that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so that's definitely, I think the first time, yeah. but I, th- I want to say the first time part two. Okay. Part two came at kids camp when it was my first year of youth camp uh through our church and i am we're in the chapel and Mm -hmm. the music dies down and goes slow and gosh i would kill like just to know what the song was um but the the girl starts leading the song and the atmosphere just gets heavy in the best way possible and um i am I'm just worshiping, you know, as um, like a fifth grader. And I, I'm i just like, wow, it's like, it's just getting heavy in here. I I need to sit down. And I notice like others are sitting down around me too. And I'm just like, I need to sit down. And so I'm sitting down. And at the time, uh, remember this, but I am I was the most anxious kid you would have ever met in, oh, my, wow. in your entire life. Oh. And I sit down and I just start crying so hard. And um, it was because the presence of God was so strong. Oh, wow. So heavy yeah. that nobody could stand. Mm. And the Lord was doing something in that room. Wow. Yeah. And I just, all I can say as I look back as, is that as a kid, I cry, cried out that anxiety wow. that had such a grip on me. Oh, yes. That's so good. And I cried off. I feel like just the the demonic oppression of that anxiety. Yes, yeah. I still sometimes um, deal with that, but it's like yeah. it doesn't have a grip on me. Sure, yeah, you know. But I think just the death grip that I had on me mm-hmm. is what, like, the tears really reflected. Was I cried out? I released the power that the enemy had, and the oh. and Amen. and Jesus knew what he was doing. So, so what about you? What was the first time? I knew you were going to ask me that. I, was I love to, asking questions back and forth. I know. I try, I was trying to think of, 
I definitely know, like, I grew up in the church, but I was really so far from God. Um, but in middle school, I went to this youth camp. Shout out YEX. Um, and I was in sixth grade, and it was, like, borderline Pentecostal. Um, and I just remember, similar to you, crying the first night I was there because I was like, this is not what I've ever experienced. This is real. And I would see, I was seeing people like falling out and I was seeing people like worshiping. And I remember just looking and being like, I, I, I want to worship the God that they're worshiping. Yeah. Cause I knew what I had and I was like, I, their faith and what this is like, I was like, I just want that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was just like one of the first experiences. Um, but like at that camp, I heard the audible voice of God. Like I spoke in tongues for the first time, um, all of that. So I was thinking we should do a, another separate podcast about <laughs> bringing the story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stay tuned guys. Stay tuned for that. <clears throat> yes. Do you have another question? Or do you want me to ask you a question? Well, you were so eager with oh. the questions that you had written down. So I'm yeah. just looking at you like, yeah, l- bring, bring, them bring it on. Because um, I could ask how many toes do you really have? Right. 30. Um, um, sorry. So I wrote, um, tell me how you started your relationship with the Lord and what that looked like. If you want to talk about that a little bit or, uh. or, Maybe, I don't know. Gosh. How did I start my relationship with the Lord? Probably high school. Um, Just like, what did it look like? It looked like one foot in, one foot out for a while. Oh, yes. It looked like. Yes. um, uh, Here, like feeling God say, give this, do this. mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Being obedient. Wow. Fearing him when it was convenient. Yeah. Um, not like when I say stepping out one foot in one foot out of the boat, like Peter and the Bible had to step one, like both feet out onto the waves to come to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, are you standing in the boat or are you one foot's in church and Jesus life? And then one foot's still like, "Mm, I don't know, you know, uh, or I don't want to give this up. Yeah. It's a half divided heart. Um, and I was there in high school too. I, I loved church and I loved going on Sundays and Wednesdays, but then on Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Friday, Saturday, Abigail Castle was crazy. Yeah. And I literally would pray the salvation prayer every Sunday because I was like, I'm a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah. Do you have anything else with that? Yeah, I do. I'm thinking of like when it really what was the question again? Like, tell me how your relationship yeah. with the Lord started. I feel like it really started after I graduated high school. Okay. Um, even though like I knew God and I knew I was going to heaven and all this stuff yeah. and I would be obedient and just like, there would be like, there would be fruit happening. Yeah. Like I fully, I had a, um, I had so much scholarships to go to a community college mm-hmm. to be a teacher, yeah. yes. uh, elementary uh, school teacher. And um, I had already graduated with my CDA, my child development wow, yeah. associates degree. So I mm-hmm. could um, 
partner and pretty much run a daycare. That's so cool. Um, yeah. And be a preschool teacher uh, along those lines. But um, I, I was just coming to a point where, you know, summer had hit and um, college was coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just... I was just wondering what was going on because I'll just say I had like $8,000 to go to this community college Mm -hmm. and the classes started shifting. They said I never signed up for them. The money looked, it literally, I knew that I had $8,000 and it said three. And um, I was just like, what's going on? And I wake up one morning just feeling stressed, trying my best to just communicate with the college staff and, and just figure out what's going on. And I'm talking, um, I, I, I wake up and I walk up the stairs and my parents are like, Hey, we have something to tell you or talk to you about. And they're like, what if you didn't go to college? What if you just took a year and gave it to God to grow. Yeah. And right when they said that, I was so excited. I was like, I think this is right. Wow. I think this is what I should do. Yes. And I took some more time and prayed about it and canceled all my scholarships. Yeah. Wow. Uh, told her, I said, hey, um, this isn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for your help, but I'm not coming. And so there started a journey of three part-time jobs at the same time mm-hmm. working in a cafe a farm and a waiter at a wedding venue oh wow and um learned a lot about food service um yes. and really that season <laughs> really just um showed me that i had a lot of immaturity i still had from high school high school oh, immaturity wow. mm-hmm. um high school strongholds yeah did a podcast on that but uh <laughs> I I still had so much growing to do mm-hmm. and um I just look back and I'm like wow like I wish I didn't waste some of the time that I wasted during that um period but yeah. God knew and um I just feel heavy even talking about it because um I don't even know <laughs> but um I really just missed working with kids yeah and so I applied to be like a lunch guy at um, this place that I got hours for, for my degree for mm-hmm. children. And um, he actually called me back. He said, I saw you applied uh, to be a lunchroom person. And we actually want to make a specialized position for you on the team because we love you so much. Wow. And so um, I was able to be a, a IEP aid, which specializes with kids who need extra help or don't understand the material. And I, I will tell you, like, I definitely did the same amount of work a teacher did. Wow. Yeah. Um, Even if people like disagree, like I put, put in the work, put in the hours. Um, and so, you know, I'm there for like six or seven months and really looking back, the Lord pulled me out of that job. Mm. And I was just so, I was so distraught because I was like, why did it end this way? Why did, it just didn't make sense. And I was like, I tried my best in this job and it just wasn't fair. And, Mm. um, 
during the process of me being, I'll say this, me being let go, um, God told me, um, or I'm not going to say God told me, but he made it very clear that I needed to end on good terms. Yeah. And, and even though I knew that I was in the right, um, that I needed to just leave respectfully and thank them so much for the opportunity. And, um, so I left there really just like, what happened? Yeah. Because I poured my, my whole life into these kids and to the staff and it just like life isn't fair sometimes. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not. And things happen, but God will still use that. Yeah. And so I left and um, went on a month unemployment journey. And really the, like the last day of it about to turn a month of me being unemployed, um, I was just surrendered. I was so happy during that time. Yeah. And I, one of my or my best friend's mom was like, "Hey, have you heard of um, this factory?" And I was like, mm. "No." And she said, "It pays the most around here." Wow! And you should really look into it. And I applied, or I applied on Indeed, and got, yes, an, Indeed. got an interview um, scheduled for that Friday, and got hired the next week. Wow! And worked there for fourteen months. Wow! And during that time there, my dad had came down to an art, uh, art conference in Alabama and saw Highlands College booth mm. and um, came home and told me all about it. And I looked into it and I said, this is definitely a door that's opening. And at the same time, God had done a shift in my heart mm. of um, not just working there and making yeah. money, but um, allowing him to work in and through me for other people yeah. and uh, pray for others and uh, lead others to him and um, be a light in the darkness. And um, I was able to pray. I was able to know about Highlands College um, and pray for it over a year in advance yeah. and just cultivate my time with him. Mm-hmm. And I love that job so much. I can't wait to go back if I do, uh, because that, like I said in another podcast, like um, that and this is from you, um, your advice of some seasons are granola bar <laughs> seasons and some seasons are full course meals. That was a huge full course meal season yeah. because I was able to come to work to talk to God and also talk to others about yeah. God. And so I would, a long roundabout answer would be how, like, what, how did I like the, it's when I really took my faith seriously, yeah. um, was it's when I started applying it. Yeah. This wow. was when I started, um, sitting down and listening to yeah. him. And that's really what's been circling around again mm-hmm. in this season is, Hey, come back, mm-hmm. come back to, um, you know, there's been the first semester was a granola bar season of grab and go. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love that you love that advice. I, it's somewhat probably one of the best advice, I've wow. gotten, but you know, grab and go or, I feel like he's saying in this season, you know, hey, it's a full course meal season yeah. again and I have stuff I need to say to you and yeah. I have stuff I want to tell you and you need to sit down and listen. And that's mm-hmm. what I d- did in the factory. And so definitely when I was able to apply it and just live it out yeah. um, and not be in high school anymore, yeah. you know, uh, and just work a big boy job, yeah. you know, and just really, really 
be a doer of the word and practice hearing him. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. I love that. I, I love that. Um, you said that when, when I asked first and you talked about like, um, when you were younger, I was just like, um, you said like, I'm so sorry. You said, yeah, God was speaking, blah, 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 blah. And I love that you, I almost want to say this, Caleb, God has always been speaking to you, but you've finally gotten the ears mature enough to listen. Mm. And I think looking back, you can say, I was hearing God's voice here, 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 here. But like never really understanding that like, oh, this is the, this is God's voice. Like this is the Lord speaking to me. Cause I, going back to like us putting God in a box, I think we just not even put God in a box, but we have so many of these expectations, like a cloud is going to part and like the sun is, yeah. And, and it's just really not to that level all the, all the time or even some of the time. And it could be the gentle whisper that they talk about in your heart. And I think looking back, it's so cool to say, wow, Caleb, like you were hearing God's voice at the age of six or seven or 10. You just didn't even know it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I think I want to close. Okay. On how others that are listening can hear his voice. Yeah. And I think you touched on it with yeah. reading the word and, you know, practicing spiritual disciplines. But, you know, when you, you said when you were younger, you heard the audible voice of God. Sure. A lot of people don't hear that way. Yeah. And it's a very special thing. Mm-hmm. And so how would you describe or where would you even begin to start to like sure. say, God, I want to hear your voice. What are some things you would yeah. pray or mm-hmm. even just... It's so funny because I actually knew that you're gonna ask me that. Um, well, I didn't know, but the Lord told me. So um, I think I just want to briefly touch on for whoever's listening. We are kind of in this posture, and I and I'll just say like I was in this posture where I was like, God, if you're even there, wherever you are. Can you speak to me? Like, I need to hear your voice. And I would just kind of sit there. And I remember being so, like, impatient. just like, all right, God, speak. And first of all, that wasn't the attitude that God would honor. Mm. And, like, you, it was my heart. God is not going to, God is not a show-off God. He is in some aspects, but when it comes to like, like it literally says, we like, um, we we walk by faith and not sight. Yeah, it's we walk by faith, not sight, not hearing. We don't we don't trust God from our five senses. We know God from His Word. What a privilege it is to believe in something I can't see or hear or touch yet. Um. But I would just say, number one, what are you asking God to speak to you about? Hmm. If it's 
I mean, there's somebody right now who they're like, I need God to tell me, um, you know, what college to go to. Um, I have another friend. I need God to tell me like what I do about my job and like, what do I do about my calling? Like if it's something super heavy like that and, oh, this is such a, Holy Spirit, you're just going to say the right words because this is just such a broad topic and I could spend hours here, but oftentimes God's waiting for us to make a move. And I will say almost the play is in your court. If God is asking you, if you are like, Lord, I need you to speak. If it's like hope, if it's like, oh God, I need hope. Read the word. Like, pick up your Bible. If it's like, I need an encouraging word, like, pick up your Bible. But it's like, God, I need you to speak about this relationship. I would say, be in a posture where you can hear him. If you're asking him to speak, but you're feeling every, like, if there was times where I would ask God to speak, but I would play music. Hmm. And so music isn't bad, but like, I want to be in the best posture I can for God to speak. Sometimes God would say, like, sometimes God would say, um, speak to me through verses. So like, I'd be like, when I first was questioning, like, do I really have my prayer language? He told me to read Romans 12, I don't know, or Romans 6 or something. I don't know the verse, but it's like... um, the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the grave is alive and well in you. And he said, Abigail, like you have the gift of the Holy spirit and you have your prayer language. Like, and he spoke to me through that verse. I would just say, remove all your expectations of how you think God's voice is going to sound, how you think it's what don't ask God a question and already pre determine what he's going to say. I did that for so long and I would say, God, you know, what do I do about this? But I would already make up in my mind what he was going to say or what I was going to do. God knows your heart. God knows if you're actually going to listen. God knows exactly where you are. So be transparent with yourself. Um, Be transparent with God because it says in the word, like he knows, I read this morning, like he knows what you need before you even ask it. Like, what a loving father. Um, oftentimes, and this is going back to what I said, I will say you do hear God's voice. And I just, I really do see a girl right now who is like so desperate to hear God's voice and like questioning and wondering and being like, where is God? Why is God not speak to me? And I just want to say to you like, the Lord has been speaking. The Lord is with you. The Lord, it says in his word, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And like the Lord has been speaking. I just pray that we have the ears to listen. Hmm. I just pray that our, I pray every morning, Lord, let my ears be attuned to hear your voice and your voice alone. And going back to, I'll say this. Um, one of my mentors said, um, Sometimes we can't hear God's we can't hear God's voice because the enemy is shouting over God's voice. Wow. But why do you shout? You only shout if you're far away from somebody. Mm. And because the enemy is so far, he has to shout. 
But I need you to listen to the still small voice that is right next to you, the whisper, the gentle whisper. And it's understanding the enemy shouting, he's far away, God is whispering, he's right here. And just know that God is speaking, even if it's like, okay, I feel like I need to go pray for this person. I feel like I need to go do this. Or I feel like he's asking me to do this job. Something I said, I don't know if it's Caleb, but God's will is not fragile. So you praying for that person or you not praying for that person isn't going to break God's will for your life. No. Obviously, there are things that, you know, we, our goal is to fulfill all of the things that are written on the scrolls in heaven under our name. And praying for that person will, you know, fulfill that or like, you know, let's say get more rewards in heaven, but I hate saying that. Um, also, if you are serving God just to get rewards in heaven, you are just a really patient, selfish person. And I think I struggled so long with that of like, oh, I'm going to do this because I know that I'm earning rewards in heaven. And I was just being a really patient, selfish person. Mm. I wasn't doing it because I loved God. Anyways, um, and so I would just say, ah, I could just stay here forever. Um, God can speak through songs. God can speak through mentors. God can speak through friends. Don't limit where you hear God's voice and don't disqualify a voice that you hear that isn't um, you know, directly God. God can speak. God does speak. God chooses to speak through mentors, through vessels, through God's word, through songs. Even if it's like, you know, there's been times where it's like, I see a random sign on the highway and I'm like, oh, that's a number. Let me go look up a verse. And it'll be like Psalms 64 something or I don't know. But also pray against the spirit of doubt. When you are asking to hear the voice of God, You need to renounce the spirit of doubt. I want you to wake up and say, I reject the spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus and I receive the spirit of clarity. I reject the spirit of confusion and I receive the spirit of clarity. Like God is not going to be confusing and don't second guess, don't doubt. Oftentimes we do hear God's voice. We just doubt if it is God's voice. That is the enemy and you need to recognize that and just say, okay, I know that I have peace about this. I have anxiety about this. Or like, if, I've, if you have peace about, you will always have peace about what God's telling you to do or what God is speaking to you. You will always have anxiety if it's the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, don't confuse anxiety with uh, fear. Sometimes fear is healthy. Sometimes fear is good. Um, I, was, I wasn't crippled by fear, but I had fear. Um, and so, yeah, um, Holy Spirit, do you want to say anything else? Yeah, you need to be in a posture, you, (laughs) be still and know that he is God. My youth pastor would always say, when, when you do your God time, when you do your prayer time, are you allowing time for God to speak or are you just speaking the whole time? Are you actively allowing God to speak? Um, and like sitting in silence, my, one of my mentors would say, Jenna, she would say, 
when, when I first was like trying to really hear God's voice and not in a way, cause like I would even say there were moments where I would hear God's voice, but I was like, God, I want to hear your voice all the time. Right. I, I don't want to just hear your voice like every few months. Like I want to hear your voice every day or every time. And I think that just comes with obedience. The more you're obedient to God's voice, the more he'll speak. Cause he's yeah. like, Oh, my child is going to listen. Think of a father. Like when you're, Father gives you chores and you do them. He's just going to give you more rewards. So she, Jenna would say, Abigail, I want you to sit in your God time. Don't pray. Literally, I would have my journal out open with a pen. And she would say, Abigail, do not leave your God time until you hear God's voice. Yeah. Do not leave until you hear something from God. And I would sit there with a pen. And even, it's a, even if it's a word. Even if it's a word, it's still God's voice. Even if it's a phrase, it's still God's voice. And so I would just say, don't compare, you know, you, your journey with God to, you know, other people's like paragraphs that they're hearing from God. Um, it says God will never give us more than we can handle. And that comes with temptation, but it also comes with, you know, blessings. Yeah. He's never going to give you more than you can handle spiritually. Um, so God knows where you're at. Just trust his timing and just keep, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep praying. Um, and yeah, he, he is speaking. Woo. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Abigail, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to say on this podcast before we say adios? Adios. Um, I just want to say that, number one, I love you. Love you too. Oh. And number two, um, for anybody in a waiting season right now, I don't know why I feel so led to talk about this. Um, it doesn't mean that you are not in alignment with God. Just because you're waiting, just because you maybe haven't heard yet, just because you are in a place or a posture where you're saying, God, my hands are empty. I'm asking you to fill them like when or why. Um, mm -hmm. Don't doubt that um, you're not where you're supposed to be. It just, just know that the waiting season is the best season. When I was waiting for my car, I just questioned my spirituality. And I was like, am I a good enough Christian? Like, is God not blessing me with the car because I'm being disobedient? And it wasn't that, it was literally like, God just wants us to wait sometimes because he knows that waiting is a exercise that he gives to his strongest warriors. And if you're waiting, it's because he has something so much better for you. And um, yeah, it's it's tough, it's hard, but there's there's so many stories in the Bible of people waiting and people trusting God for a miracle and I just I just for some reason like keep seeing this girl again a girl who's waiting and um, if you're waiting for a miracle from God or if you're waiting for a healing it's not because God is mad at you it's not because God you know isn't it's not because you have to do more for God. I think the most beautiful thing about me getting the car was it wasn't 
my works that got the car. It wasn't how many times I fasted, how many times I prayed, how many times I blah, 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 all this stuff. It was when I was the most surrendered. And so I would just say, don't, don't let your sacraments be what buys your blessing. Let, let, let your waiting be waiting and let it be, you know, sacred with the Lord. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's all, but I just want to encourage whoever that is, um, that, you know, waiting, waiting is so good and waiting is the best. Um, because yeah, it's just so good. I just love Jesus. And I just love you, Caleb. Is there anything you else you want to say? Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. I just have to say <laughs> that was, I know I literally said it earlier, but this is my new favorite podcast okay. episode. Perfect. <laughs> um, I have to say, Abigail Coslow, I love you more. Oh, okay. And thank you so much for speaking the truth in love. Oh. And I can't wait for so that. So I think this is one of many. I think it, oh, this, yeah, this is the <laughs> beginning. Um, I cannot wait for that girl to hear the truth. Oh my gosh, yes. Or the many girls. Yes. <laughs> boys or. And let us know if that is you, if yeah. they spoke to you at all. Like, I mean, I don't know if you have Caleb's Instagram or Caleb's, or well, you're not on Instagram. Leave a rate or a review. Yeah, rate or Share it with a friend who. Yeah, share a review. Share. I have that. Share it. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> well, Abigail Kozlo, thank you so much for taking over the podcast. Oh, You are more okay. than welcome to uh, do that anytime. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll start my podcast oh. and then you can be on mine. Perfect. That would be such an honor. Such well, guys, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that episode. If you um, didn't, well... Sorry. Poop a do or crap a duck. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, have a blessed week, and I hope this blessed you. Bye. Bye.